Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shemansky. Jared, how the heck are you? Joseph, I'm fantastic. I am fantastic. You're wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and that is fantastic. Welcome to summer. We're here, baby. So, I have confession. And oh, I think no. this is a very dad confession. It's time to time to come to grips with who I am as a human. Um, okay. It's summertime. And in it summertime, we wear short sleeve t-shirts, right? Roughly. Mm-hmm. We had a pandemic the last year and a half. I didn't did. really go outside all that much. <laughs> None of my t-shirts fit anymore. They're too small? They're too small. They're too big? They're too small. I no longer fit in a medium-sized <laughs> t-shirt. Uh, it's time that I make the full leap to large t-shirts. And uh, this dad bod's filling out just right. Oh, uh, dang. Is that good or bad? It's bad. It's absolutely bad. It's one of those wake-up uh, calls like, oh, man, my shirts don't fit anymore. That's not good. That's a bummer. Um, I this really shirt like... is... Uh, go ahead. I was say, this shirt is a Batman Hawaiian shirt, which is... I remember how excited you were the day you found that. You could not believe it. You couldn't believe it. It's a perfect shirt. There's too many things that are just Joe's brand. Like, there's too many things <laughs> in this world that you look at and you're like, oh, wow, that's Joe's brand. You're marketed yeah, very well. I am. I really am. So I really, really am. I'm just not really a t-shirt guy. I know that's a weird yeah. statement to say, but like, I much prefer like long sleeves and just long sleeve mm-hmm. t-shirts. And even if it's like 90 degrees outside, I'll be like, yeah, whatever. I could, I could make a long sleeve work. You just got to push up those sleeves. Yeah. I, and I do. I'll show you on camera, yeah. but which yeah. none of you are even looking <laughs> at. But like, I, I do push up my sleeves always. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll just wear the same shirt year round. And I pay for it because I'm always hot and wearing a long sleeve just makes that worse. And uh, so... I, but it's time for me to go and get large t-shirts because I just don't fit in mine anymore. You just, so. you, there's that, there's a certain point where, and you're not there yet, but the shirts get too large and then they look like terrible Hawaiian shirts. I, I'm nervous because, lo- so men's t-shirts are kind of a crapshoot when it comes to sizes. And, yes. the, and we're going to take a little tangent here, but like I have large t-shirts that are smaller than my medium t-shirts. For they sure. just are, right? Like, it's so odd. And then sometimes you get a large shirt and you're like, oh, this is a dress because they make the yeah. top like three times too long. Yeah. And I just don't understand. Well, you're just short. Hey, I am <laughs> average height in Southeast Asia, okay? <laughs> that is that is nothing to frown upon. I'm average it's height not. in Southeast Asia. Just shirts don't fit you. I just don't. So that's the problem. So now it's either I got to go start working out or I need to buy new shirts. And that means I'm going to buy new shirts. <laughs> that's exactly what that means. You're right. Prime. That's a prime dad spot to be in. Yeah. I, uh, I did think about like, Hey, maybe I should like start going for a run like before work or after work. And I'm a exercise in the morning to get it done and over with because it's torture kind of person. Yeah. But the problem is my son wakes up at any time that he feels like is necessary. Like this morning it was five fifteen. Totally. Uh some mornings it's seven thirty, some mornings it's you know, four o'clock in the morning. It, it really it's it's no there's no really one time. Um, right. 
And there was a point where he was waking up at seven o'clock every day, right on the nose. I'm like, that's a perfect time because I could wake up at six and go for a run and then he'll be awake at seven and I'll be home to help like take care of him. But the problem is like this morning he woke up at five 15 and was like, yeah, it's morning time. We're like, no, it's not. And we like just had the weirdest morning because he like fell back asleep at six 30 and slept till eight 30. We're like, this is just ridiculous. Um, right. And then the other day he like, had to get his diaper changed in the middle of the night at like four thirty in the morning or something, and then he was like, "Oh, I got mm. my diaper changed. I'm awake." And like, nope, still four thirty in the morning. <laughs> so not yet, bud. Yeah. So he uh he just does whatever he wants, and it does not it's not conducive to a to a workout schedule. Right. Absolutely. It's but you're playing softball. That's like. See, I don't understand how I'm putting on weight. I'm playing softball once a week, and well, I golf like once started, a, once right? or twice a month. That That's like a good just point. started. That's so, a good point. There's time. There's time. Don't buy new shirts yet is what I'm saying. No, you're right. I should wait it out. I, I'm playing softball once or you know, once a week and then I'm I'm golfing once or twice a month. That seems like plenty of exercise. Yeah. I'll burn the calories totally. in no time. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's so, not tell the people that I had ice cream for dinner tonight. <laughs> that's all right. I've I literally had I bought some chewy chocolate chip cookies this weekend. Mm. Thinking like Cora and I are going to share these things. They're knockoff Chips Ahoy's from Aldi. And I ate 10 of them today. I was going to say, like, how, many, up in the how morning. many did Cora have? <laughs> I, I, I opened them up this morning. I was like, oh, I'll have a couple for breakfast. I was like, oh, I'll have some after lunch. I was like, oh, I need a snack. Mm-hmm. And then I ate dinner. And I had, I was like, oh, the whole front row is gone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 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 no. I'm an Oreo monster. Like, oh, okay. Oreos are my weakness. I don't understand why, but like Katie will buy some Ore- some Oreos and mm-hmm. she will tell me she bought Oreos and then she'll eat like, a f- I'll leave them for like three, four days, right? To give her plenty of time to get her. I'm not, I'm not that much of a monster, but after like four days, they come downstairs to my office and then they don't resurface. <laughs> they never see the light of day again. Right. Uh, and it's it's Oreos. I don't know. Huh. And you know, it's funny. funny. I, I'm, my sweet tooth must have been kicking up today, which is why I have to switch to large t-shirts. Um, because I was actually thinking after I ate lunch today, I was like, man, like just a little bit of candy sounded good. Like a Tootsie Roll or a, like, you know, like one or two little yeah. pieces of candy. Um, and now I need to put like a sticky note above my monitor that says like, you're switching to large shirts to remind myself I don't need candy after <laughs> after lunch. I don't, don't need, need to eat, I don't need to eat all those Oreos. Hey, carrots are like nature's candy. Ugh. <laughs> I can never find baby carrots I like. They're always too watery. Dry them, put them on a paper towel. Joe, what kind of human is going to go eat carrots and think oh let me dry them on a paper towel before i eat these baby carrots it's a it's an all or nothing deal all right <laughs> you either eat the whole bag of baby carrots in one go and don't even think about it or you just don't eat the baby carrots <laughs> they just sit there why are the baby carrots watery i need to know right why are the I baby bet. carrots watery that's, that's a good question probably to keep them fresh hydrated I don't know, but I- what are they they they're soaking it up in there they gotta make sure their water intakes up you got a big race coming up i don't know eat those electric they're actually spiked with gatorade <laughs> that seems oh, that funny. seems like a teenager science experiment 
Mom, I'm right. going to spike the carrots with Gatorade. Get hydration and nutrition at the same time. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's Comes good. out just sugar crusted. Right. Oh, that's funny. Let's try it. Let's do it. Screw it. Let's do uh, it. That's an, that's the next science experiment. All right. We'll, we'll do it. But uh, what's up? How was your weekend? How was your week? Well, considering I had to switch, you know, I came to the realization I had to switch to large shirts. My weekend had a little bit of a damper on it, but actually it was, oh, it, was a, it was a ton of fun. Uh, we had our buddy Mazer came up uh, from Texas. So on fr- yeah. uh, Friday night we went out and actually our buddy from Grand Rapids drove over too. Uh, so we had a little, little powwow on Friday Damn, night and it felt, uh, felt pretty normal, which was pretty cool. We went to a couple places around here. Um, we went to fleet, which is a cool little, like it, mm-hmm. they have food trucks, but they also have like an in-house menu that's made in a food truck. So it's, it was, oh, yeah, it was kind of interesting. I got shrimp tacos. They were very spicy. Um, <laughs> And I stand by they were very spicy because I let DeRosa try some of the sauce. And he goes, wow, that is that does have a little kick to it. And that's how I knew they were actually spicy. Like when your oh, friends okay. that like spice say that there's spice in it, then, then it's real. Got a little kick to it. Yeah, the yeah. same thing. I had the same thing happen on Saturday. So Saturday, my, my parents were in town just for the weekend. So we just went out to dinner. They were hanging out with my sister. So we went out to dinner. And I got buffalo wings, and my stepdad took a bite of them and goes, oh, these are way too spicy for you. And I had already eaten the entire bowl, and I'm like, yes, I, I can tell that now. Thank you. I've finished the wings. They are too spicy for me. But I have already finished them, so it is, it, time has is, time is passed. Oh, no. Poor Jared. Uh, so I, I really got to stop ordering like buffalo at random places because sometimes, here's another rant for you, sometimes buffalo sauce is just good quality buffalo sauce. Not too, okay. not too, not too spicy. Just like good heat, but not spiced. Does that make sense? Like hot, yeah. but not spicy. And then sometimes there's buffalo sauce that is like out of this world atomic sauce, and they call it buffalo sauce. And you're like, <laughs> what are we doing here? What is this? Right. Uh, buffalo is about as spicy as I'll go on the spice scale. Like that's oh, okay. my that's my peak. So okay. if I'm if I'm having buffalo sauce and you make it the spiciest thing in your menu, let's rethink our 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 naming convention here. <laughs> all right, can we have a little uniformity here? Ridiculous. Uh, that's funny. So sa- Saturday we hung out with with my parents, walked walked around downtown Dearborn for a little bit. So uh, that was pretty. Yeah. Fun. Nice. That's and cool. Mowed the lawn on Sunday. Edged up. Of course. Uh, got everything kind of taken care of. It was weird. It was yeah. like half raining all day. Like it sprinkled in the morning and yeah. then like was drizzling a little bit during the day. And I was like, this is annoying, but I'm still going to go cut the yard. So yeah, totally. So yeah. How about you? How was your weekend? It was pretty good. Um, well, Friday we, we worked and then Kayla and I were going to go um, pick up groceries from Aldi. So we got in the car um, and we were taking Cora over to her mom's and like, I don't know, halfway through the drive, which is like seven minutes, the air conditioner just stopped working. Ooh. That's and we were not like, good. something something smells funny. And uh we pull up to to Kayla's mom's house and her mom's there and her brother's there, but her dad was still working. And Julie, Kayla's mom, comes out and uh takes core and we're just kind of talking and we were like you know something's not right like something smells funny and kayla's mom's like oh that smells like antifreeze or coolant Mm -hmm. and we were like oh god are you kidding me and 
uh, Keaton, Kayla's brother, looks under the car and is like, "Is your car normally leak stuff?" <laughs> We're like, "No." Not He's like, like well, that. it's leaking now. So I opened up the hood, and everything is just coated oh, in radiator no. fluid. The radiator had ruptured and just exploded all over the engine. Oh, so, all over under the hood. So everything's covered in the fluid, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, are you kidding? Like, we went like seven months without a car issue. You were on such a good streak. So good. And I was like, God damn it. Okay. So Julie was like, take my car, go get groceries, um, leave Cora here, and and just come back and get her. And we're like, okay. So we go get groceries. We come back here to our house to um, drop them off and eat and then go back to mm-hmm. uh, drop off Julie's car. And Julie's like, I'll just keep Cora for the night. And we still went over there anyway to give her the car and, and just bring Kayla back here. And at that point, Joe, Kayla's dad, had already been home and patched up the radiator. He just fixed it, like, right away? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he still ordered a new one. He was like, I'm going to order a new one just in case. Yeah. But, you know, just to swap it out. But I, he's like, I patched it up. So he patched up the radiator, cleaned it up. That man is a saint. That's, that is next level. Like, that's crazy. Could- I don't even know how to swap out a radiator. Here's another thing. I, I didn't either. know you could swap out a radiator. I thought that was just like <laughs> like a huge under Yeah, I thought that was just like a huge undertaking of like dropping the engine block to change things out. Like I didn't know you could just swap it in and out. Yeah. So uh he patched it and then Kayla and I went on our way and came back here and didn't have Cora nice. that night, but woke up earlier than we do then if Cora's with us, which sucks <laughs> on Saturday. That's that is some of the worst feeling. Like when you're when you wake up and it's like too early and but you're awake, yeah. you're like, what am I even doing here? Uh, it was awful. It was seven thirty. But then uh that day my mom came over and watched Cora and we actually went off with our two of our best friends, Drew and Kara, and we went to Ferndale, just the two of us without Cora and Went to Ferndale's amazing patio areas where you can just drink around town. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's very cool. You can drink outside in my city now. Now you really have to move here. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. I loved it. Uh, and I got, oh my God. I went to Imperial for the first time in about a year. Woo. Oh my heavens. It was. You forgot oh how God, good those so margaritas good. were, didn't you? Uh, I didn't even get a mark. I just got a Tecate because that's all I drink at Imperial. I got a Tecate, a hot dog, a taco, and some elote. Oh, my God. It uh, was so good. To all the people listening, if you're ever in Ferndale, Michigan, you have to go to Imperial. It is the best Mexican food ever. But they, their hot dogs are so good. That's I, Honestly, I don't even know what else to classify it as. Like, it's, just all, it's just fantastic. Like Their mm-hmm. food is just so, so I think, good. I think they do market as Mexican, but those hot dogs. Mm. It's like street food, though. They call it like Mexican street food or something like that. So yeah, if totally. it incorporates. Totally. So uh, after that, we came home Saturday and uh, my mom left. And then Sunday, we just kind of sat around all day. We made breakfast. And oh, that's a lie. I didn't. I Sunday, I got up, made breakfast, and then went and worked on my basement again for the first time in a few months. Which nice. Is, Picking it back so up. Pick that back up. Yep. To finish it, hopefully soon. Uh, finished. Worked on that. Uh, and then went to Home Depot, or cleaned up my shop, went to Home Depot and got soil for the garden box that I built, so that way we can finally start planting some stuff. Nice. In this garden box, yeah. Um, 
So that'll be that'll be nice. We can start growing some our own vegetables, maybe a couple of herbs. Nice, you know, nice. Just a couple of things here and there. We have uh, we planted, or I say we, Katie planted tomatillos. Uh, so we're All gonna right. have regular tomatoes and tomatillos. Um, nice. I think we have one jalapeno plant this year because last year we had like four jalapeno plants and we didn't eat. I think we ate one jalapeno all year. Really? Yeah. Because again, there's no spice in this house. <laughs> all salt, no spice. <laughs> That's funny. Gonna hang it above the door. All sp- all salt, no spice. Right. Um, so yeah. we uh we have that. We have some dill and tomatoes. And here's the story about the dill. Our dill is out of control. It's growing out of yeah. the cracks in the sidewalk. It we oh, didn't even plant it this year. So last year, Katie planted it, um, and we got like 10 or 15 caterpillars that I didn't know loved dill, but caterpillars love dill, apparently. So we got like 10 or 15 caterpillars. Um, it was really cool because we like basically raised caterpillars in our in our yeah. garden next to our house, um, and then they all turned to butterflies, and that was pretty neat, uh, except the ones that got eaten by the birds, which is kind of sad. So <laughs> we had, but we didn't replant them because we were like, we this the dill got out of control. It was like four foot tall. It was all over the house. It like oh man, dill is ridiculous. Um, so we're like we're not gonna plant it again. We don't even put it in like it wasn't even for food. We don't make right. pickles and stuff all that often or dill anything. Like it was yeah. literally just caterpillar food. We're like, well, that's, that's ridiculous. Funny. We're not just gonna grow dill for the caterpillars. Like, um, but guess what? The dill is back and it's better than ever. And it's already like wow. two foot tall. And it's not even June yet. That's crazy. Chop some of that down. I'll take some dill. Come get it. I'm telling you. <laughs> Drive up here and come take some of this dill. <laughs> get it out of my house. And it's growing out of the sidewalks. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. That and uh, Katie grew parsley. And the parsley came back. And she just had to cut back the parsley today because it was getting so out of control. Hey, just cut it and dry it. I really should. The dill and the parsley. Just in case Th- you Is dry it. dill good? What do you put that on? Uh, you could probably mix it in like some ranch dressing, like okay. if you're making your own dressing. Um, you could probably sprinkle it on like some sort of chicken or anything just to like brighten up a dish. Like you know, some dishes just need that little bit of like sweet tanginess mm-hmm. almost. And dill's dill's kind of got that little brightness that adds. Cilantro kind of has the same gig where it's just kind of like that fresh herbiness, um, but not like too crazy strong like rosemary or thyme would be. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So. There's your cooking lesson for the day. Just a little brightness in your dish. Add okay. some dill. Do you know what you don't need for a little brightness in your dish? Four foot tall dill plants. <laughs> or parsley. Either one. You don't need them. <laughs> a little bit will do. So we have a ton of that. Um, we're getting we're getting some cilantro back uh, from last year. It regrew from last year. So that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And then Katie this year planted kale, regular lettuce, um... There's one plant I'm forgetting that she's going to tell me I forgot about. Um, hmm. But, and then some fennel. We have some fennel too. So. Gotcha. Oh, cool. and uh, snap peas. That's what I'm forgetting. Snap peas. She planted a couple snap pea uh, plants and they're crawling up our fence right now. So Nice. So, yeah. So, we have some veggies um, planted. Yeah. Come in take, the summer, come we take should, my dill. We, I'll take your dill. I'll have it. In the summer... In a couple weeks, months, we should do a whole episode on gardening and uh, harvesting. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Um, 
before we move on to some some news, I forgot to tell you this a few weeks ago, but I joined a, a woodworking Facebook page, and I gotta tell you, this place, this thing's blowing my mind. <laughs> Are you just learning all sorts of new things? Oh, it's great. Is people make some cool shit. That is that was probably the most dad thing you've said on the podcast, and that's saying something. <laughs> you joined a woodworking Facebook group. Can you send me yeah. the link? Oh, <laughs> oh boy, can I? <laughs> Uh, it's great. And then the second thing I want to ask you is, have you even done anything on TikTok? Because we talked about it. You started one, and then I, I've been sending you TikTok links, but I haven't received any back. Okay. I made a TikTok account. I have not watched any video that has not been sent to me on the TikTok, TikTok <laughs> app. So, I, I am... I am doing the bare minimum. As with everything else in my life, I am doing the bare minimum when it comes to TikTok. <laughs> That's funny. Um, oh, one more thing. I heard the term geriatric millennial today, and I thought that was great. My back hurt just hearing you say that. <laughs> geriatric millennial. Yeah. What is the youngest? It's... I feel like I was like dead middle of the millennials. Like... I think the youngest millennial might be around 95 or 96. Yeah, so I'm 93, so like I'm I'm a baby millennial. Yeah. Yeah, you are. But like millennials might also be makes my brother a mid- zoomer. Oh, he sure is. I think yeah. I think millennials start in like mid 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually had to do some work uh like at work about like about age groups. Um, yeah, and I know they like they kept changing the definition. It was like it was this year, now it's this year, and it was that year. So, right? Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, you let's get, get into some, some news? news. Yeah, let's do it. You picked you picked the article this week, so you just I did. You, you take the lead, the sir. You did the work. Did work. I'm proud of you. I did work for a podcast this week. You know? Did um, you see that before we get into the news? Did you see that tweet about? Um, you're not on Twitter, so of course not. (laughs) See, you can do TikTok, I'll do Twitter, and then we'll compare notes. So there, there was a tweet, and it basically said like, a good podcast takes research and journalism and and investigations and and planning and storylines, and then some people just hop on and bullshit for an hour and get huge numbers. And I was like, ooh, I know which category we fall into. (laughs) We don't even get huge numbers, but we do. We do certainly just bullshit for an hour hey whatever hey whatever uh that's funny but yeah here's some news for you it's not really news it's kind of news um there is a county in colorado that actually hosts a fatherhood prep class Hmm. uh once a year um and it's coming up which is why it came across when i searched like parenting on google they only do it once a year I think they only do it once a year. Do they know that people I, can become fathers like at any time in the year? You or? know, I think they're thinking like you know June, right? You're either, you're right in the middle of the year, so you're either <laughs> oh, okay. if you're good if you're, you're you're either gonna have a kid or you've already recently had a kid. Oh, okay, you All know right, that, that's actually pretty logical. I was thinking like springtime, like mating birds and things like that, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's about the time people have babies. May right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dads have fluffed up all their feathers yeah, and exactly. done a little dance and shown their colors and sang uh, loud, annoying songs at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but I thought this was cool because there's not really, at least that I know of, not many places around here that host like some sort of class on how to parent basically is what it comes down to or tips and tricks on how to parent. Right. Um, it's an eight week, eight week long class. Um, and when you go, they actually do have like uh childcare for you. So you can bring your kid and somebody will watch them while you go to this class. That's like two hours long. Oh, wow. Um, for eight weeks. Yeah. So they cover different topics, and the topics that they cover are how our childhood experiences impact our parenting, managing stress, effective discipline, modeling emotions, teamwork with our partner or ex-partner, and communication and problem solving. Hmm. And I was like, damn, that's a that's a pretty cool class. Like that would be interesting to to take and see what other people have. And it's a good way, I think, for people just to be like, hey, you're a dad in our community, or not, maybe not even a dad. You're a, a parent in our community, um, you know, and for you to, like, build a network of, of other parents around you, you know, and, and to kind of talk about, hey, I'm terrible at managing stress. You're great at it. Let's talk about your tips and tricks and things like that. Would be absolutely great podcast advertising. <laughs> right? Maybe we can call them and say, "Hey, hey, do you, you need got, some people on? You guys, you guys got sponsors or what?" <laughs> no, I think that's really good. Especially, I mean, they kind of stole our idea because it's what we do through a podcast. It is. Form. It's just, right. It is. So you know, we should probably sue them for copyright infringement. But no, I think it's fantastic. It, it, it it's a little balanced because the absolute truth is nothing's going to prepare you for being a dad, right? Like you can, absolutely there. Is you just don't know what it is till it is. It's just one of those things. But I think these topics are super effective, like managing stress. Um, because the number one thing is you're not gonna sleep, which means your right. like mental rope is going to be zero. Exactly. You gotta learn how to handle that. You gotta learn how to find the peace in the day of like, okay, it's quiet for five minutes, good. That's like let me reset, read you know, and start again. Um yeah. and the same thing, I mean, uh, modeling emotions is huge actually katie and i were talking about that that's probably my weakest subject is how to Mm. like show what emotion i'm feeling because i'm pretty like even forever unless i'm yelling um right which is a terrible thing right like you kind of have to show how to emote correctly and healthily right and healthy healthily healthily i can't be right it doesn't matter (laughs) healthful how to show emotions correctly uh, in a healthy <laughs> manner is what I will say. There you go. There uh, you go. But I mean, you just have to, you got to learn how to, how to do that. You know, that's mm-hmm. not before you've only ever had to model to people outside of you that are adults that can handle it. Right. Or other kids that yeah. can understand it. Um, now you have to show somebody how to show healthy emotions and you know, I'm just not very good at that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing, but I, I didn't, I went to kind of a a birthing class. It was kind of like a, here's your hospital. Here's some things to know about Mm -hmm. the day that it's going to happen. Did you do any sort of classes or training or anything like that? No, we were pregnant right in the the height of the pandemic. Oh, right. So like everything was closed or, you know, virtual and the virtual stuff wasn't great because people weren't used to it yet. So like it was, it was okay, but we just didn't really have that option. Um, and we talk about it now. Actually, I think for next kiddo, we're absolutely going to take a class because we didn't take one the first time. And even though gotcha. we have 
you know, kiddo number one and we have some experience, like there's always more things to learn. Right. Um, so I think we'll probably take a class a second time just because we didn't the first time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I, I don't know if we will. If we, like, if, if we do, you know, have a second one down the line, if, if we will, you know, that first one, it, like I said, it was kind of an intro to like the hospital. Here's what you'll see that day. Right. Of, you know, here's your birth plan, things like that. But it's like, I don't know. Like I said before, it's kind of all for me, all on instinct and what we've done so far has been not too bad. I agree. Um, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if we would again or not, but I like the idea that some places are offering like an eight week course. On yes. It. I mean, even just talking about it, right? Like yeah. if you don't have, I was, I was pretty lucky uh, going into it. Like I had you, I, my boss at the time had a, had a uh, like newborn son, like talking through those things beforehand of like getting your anxieties out, asking questions like you said, like that class is, is they told you how to get to the hospital. Well, my boss had his kid at the hospital that we had our kid at. So he told me like, you're going to drive around and go here and then you're going to tell him where to right. go. Right. So like I had some of that already, which was really nice, but um, I absolutely love that there is a teaching you like, what to do because you really do like when you're stressed and can't sleep, you just go back to your basic instinct. Right. And sometimes that's really good. And sometimes that's not very good. Um, yeah. And I, I love that there's a class teaching you like the muscle memory behind like what to do when you have nothing else. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it, you know, it may not be like exactly what you, um, might not be your style, but at least it gives you an idea of what's out there, right? Like what solutions are out there or, you know, in in an all-else fails situation, here's how this class told me how to manage my stress. <laughs> like, yeah. let me let me give it a try. Hey, my kid's colicky and has screamed for six weeks straight. What do I do? How do I manage that? Well, there's somebody that told you at least how to manage stress that will get you one step closer, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I thought that was cool. I think I more it. places should do that. Um, cool idea. Uh, and if you uh, don't want to take a class, just listen to our podcast. Yeah, and go tell your dad friend that they don't need to pay for a class. We get we dole out this advice almost as good as any paid for <laughs> class, um, <laughs> with an asterisk next to almost. Um, yeah, and uh, tell them it's free. With you know, just a little yeah. love and support's all we ask for. That's all we ask for in yeah. anything in life. Tender love and care. That's it. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, let's oh, get into it. Good. Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. So this topic today came about from my boss is actually having his kid on Friday of this week. Fingers crossed. Obviously, there's no actual planning right. on when you can have your child. Um, so the baby is due on Friday, I should say. Uh so he the other day we were just chatting uh we were finishing up a zoom call and him and i were just chatting it up uh and he asked basically like hey i want to help my wife um sleep after you know like this i hear that babies are up all the time and that she's gonna be busy doing all the mom things right uh so he goes like when do i start feeding formula and i was like well, it's super dependent on your schedule and all that stuff. And then it got me really thinking like how I think we should talk about the best way to help your wife slash significant other, whoever it is post birth. Right. Mm-hmm. Because your part, your, that t- 
time for your partner is crucial and vulnerable and honestly painful. I mean, that's yeah. they just pushed a head out of them, right? Like that's or right. or they had a C-section, now they have a huge scar and or a, you know, are recovering from surgery. Things like that are huge. Mm-hmm. Um so I figured today we'll spend the day talking about one how to be the best dad and and partner you can be after, right after birth. And two, how can you help your partner feed the baby? Or if you're okay. just looking to help him sleep, how can you help him sleep? And we'll talk about Joe and I's experience on those things. Well, Joe just freaked out. What, did you just get dive bombed? There was the weirdest sounding giant bird that just passed over top. I have no idea what it was. Joe, you know you're like able to get snatched up by those things, right? I, I, this thing could have taken me. It was huge. It looked like it almost looked like a sandhill crane. Do you have sandhill cranes by you? Oh yeah. Is it out by all those farms that you hide the dead bodies on? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. But anyway, go on. Go on. So, so I think that this is a good topic. It's very interesting. It's interesting that your boss brought this up to you. Like, yeah. how do I help my wife feed? <laughs> yeah. Like, I I thought it was like it's a great to- it's a great question to ask. Now, I just yeah. don't like. I don't know if I was thinking about that right away. Right? Like you're so nervous. You have so many like worries and things like that, and you're thinking about what what to do, what how the hospital is going to go. Um, and it's super cool. Uh, and every I'm going to say this right now. Every dad should be thinking, hey, how once the baby's here, how can I make it easiest on my wife, partner, whoever? Because yeah. it is hard. Like, oh, totally. The hardest thing anybody's ever had to do. Um, mm-hmm. And so it should be top of mind for all of us. Like, hey, how can I help my partner get and be the, the most comfortable that they can be? Right. Um, yeah. So, Joe, I want to hear your thoughts on the first part. How did you help Kayla right after birth be be the most comfortable? You know, I think right after birth, it kind of came down to there's only so much you can do as far as, and we'll get into this again with like feeding and care of the baby, but when it comes down to her comfort, it's like, okay, try to get up as much as you can whether it be the middle of the night whenever you know like try to help out try to get up help that baby out um but even like running errands right like hey mm-hmm. i need more of these uh i can't even remember what they're tucks uh pads you know i need more tux pads i need more aloe i need more this and that but like you know even then trying to be on top of the ball oh you're yeah. coming home from work maybe stop by kroger buy a pack and have them ready to go. Um, just kind of being aware of, of where Kayla's at, you know, and, and, you know, making sure that, that any sort of pain or any sort of discomfort is like not overlooked and, yeah. you know, making sure that she's doing okay. And if she needs to spend 20 minutes taking care of herself to do that, um, to, let her have the 20 minutes or whatever it might be and just kind of step away. Um, so, so I think really just trying to give her the time and space that she needs to, to get comfortable for a little bit was, was kind of my big thing and making sure I could take, not be anxious or stressed or worried and, 
making sure Kayla wasn't anxious or stressed or worried about me having the baby and sh- so that she could have that time. I think it was kind of the big, the big pull right away. Yeah. I think that's, that's really, really great. Um, because it's, you hit on a lot of really good points there about making sure that they have what they need first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that last part you said about like making sure Kayla had everything that was comfortable with you taking the baby so you could take the baby. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's so often overlooked of like, just because the mom's tired doesn't mean she doesn't want to hold her baby. She just grew and birthed this thing. She of course wants to snuggle it and love it and, and spend time with it. Right. So do the other things. Right. I, I think that's huge. Like go, go cook. I, and yeah. don't get me wrong as a new dad. Uh, first off, I'm not a good cook. Everybody knows that that listens to this podcast. I'm <laughs> not a good cook. Um, so it was, and you're not sleeping, right? So it's really tough because you have to put that burden on yourself, but like order food or if you're thinking about it right now, if your wife's having a baby, you know, in a few months or in a month or whatever it is, or at the end of this week, go set up a meal plan, like a a delivery meal plan right now and do it Mm -hmm. for two months or a month or whatever it is, because you're not going to have food in the house. So yeah, you know, first things first feed, feed yourself and your, and your wife because, or your partner, because that, is massive i mean that's that's a huge first step right totally or like um organize a food train Mm -hmm. or if you aren't comfortable organizing one maybe your parents or best friends or siblings like say something to them like hey i'm not comfortable doing this can you get one started for me because chances are there's people out there that are willing to help and people love cooking giant batches of lasagna Uh, and like you know what i I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. If your wife is giving birth in the next uh, two months, go cook a lasagna right now and put it in the freezer. Just do it. Just go cook a lasagna. Look up a recipe online and go cook a lasagna because you might think right now, Hey, we never eat lasagna. I don't even, we don't even know if we like lasagna. What's lasagna. I've never even heard of that before. (laughs) Well, it's, it's spelled really weird. Um, and I'm telling you, you're going to want to eat it because it's going to be, you're going to be running on three hours of sleep. Your body is going to be begging for energy and you're going to be starving. And if you don't have mm-hmm. food in the house, that means you have to think through, okay, what are we going to order? Where, where are we going to order from? What are we going to order? What are we going to get? We haven't gone grocery shopping in a month because we've been sitting here staring at this child that we just came into our lives because I kid you not 90% of your time is just staring at a kid and it's going to go super fast. Uh, right. So go cook a lasagna. It's going to come in handy. Trust me. Definitely. I think the next part is like be understanding, right? That's mm-hmm. it's almost self-explanatory, right? Like, Hey, don't be mean to the woman that just pushed a child out of her. Yeah, of course not. But be understanding, like really yeah. go through the thought process of like how exhausting it is to sustain life for another human for nine months and now also have to sustain them outside of their body for the next, however long, yeah. you know, right. Like go through and think through that and understand, like you're going to get snapped at. I'm sorry. You're going to get yelled at. It's just going to happen. Understand it. Mm-hmm. Like realize it's coming from a different place, right? It's not coming from, they're not, it's not actual anger, right? It's just exhaustion and wore out. Uh, it's like a tired that none of us can, comprehend right it's like your body's tired yeah absolutely and i think you know i i'm sure katie and caleb talked about it when we've had him on before 
Um, and we're actually going to have them on to do a whole episode about postpartum yes. care um, and, and their takes on taking care of themselves. But I, it was never something I ever thought about by any means. But like after she gave birth, like her insides were literally like misplaced Outside. and like, yeah, like, like things were loose. Like her insides were just like floating almost in her yeah. because you know so it's she's not comfortable and like they're not just happy go lucky yes having a baby helps but like they're not like no no <laughs> i think another big thing is like manage the visitors yeah i'm not saying oh don't have God. visitors right because sometimes and and it all depends on your partner's preferences uh but manage the visitors because like katie didn't want to see anybody like right. it, it's just it's it, she was tired and wanted to sleep and wanted to just lay on the couch in like the most loose fitting clothes she could f- find and just like be as comfy as possible right and you can't do that when people are in your house um and obviously everybody's going to want to see the baby so just manage the visitors by saying like yeah come over but just like just for a little bit you know just for 20 minutes just for an hour like katie and i came down and saw you guys when you had just had core and i think we stayed for like an hour um and that was i felt like really perfect right you come down yeah. uh, show you guys we love you and you know you know that this is amazing in this journey you guys are on but at the same time like make sure you're conscious about hey they're tired right they, right this child is a lot of work and it's new and it's it's like they're tired so mm-hmm. make sure that that you like manage i would say from the non-birth giving partner's perspective managing those visitors say like yeah i think we're gonna like i don't know think it's time for you to 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 head out or like i think katie needs to take a nap i'm saying that because my wife's name's katie um just manage those or hey we already had one person stop by today or uh and we're just not feeling it can you stop by another day all those things are yeah. so totally reasonable to ask because the number one priority is your partner and your baby, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I think those are very good. Perfect. Well, that's good. I think that's a good step. Uh, and like Joe said, we're going to have Katie and Kayla come on uh, and talk about postpartum care for themselves, right? And, and I think, I, I don't think, I know that they will have plenty of suggestions for what dads can do to help them. <laughs> So absolutely. So be on the lookout for that. So before we uh, move on, I do want to talk about feeding. I want to, you know, yeah. that specific question was posed to me, and it made it got me on the thinking train of like, I don't think we've ever talked about Ben's feeding journey through mm-hmm. here, right? Um, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit I- here and there, but I want to kind of give a sense of like how it worked with Ben. So. Ben, we had committed to breastfeeding and Katie was very adamant. She wants to breastfeed for a year, breastfeed for a year, breastfeed for a year. Um, but Ben had different priorities. Um, he just, he just would not latch to, mm-hmm. excuse me. She, he just would not latch Katie's boob and he just wouldn't for almost two months. Um, he was full breastfeeding by like two months old, but for the first like month, month and a half, uh, Katie was pumping every two hours and then I was feeding every two hours. So we were like doing double work every two hours. So both of us were on, um, we did that for, for a while. So that's, that was like my way of supporting her during that time is like, she's pumping, producing milk, preparing it. 
me, I'm feeding Ben and then cleaning all the bottles and getting everything ready, right? And then after he switched to breastfeeding, Katie was still pumping because she was so, like, her body just couldn't, like, she was just pumping so much. It was just making so much yeah. milk. She had to keep pumping, right? So she slowly weaned herself down. Now she she pumps once a day now just because she leaves every now and again. And we have, like, we need a bottle in the fridge or something. Um, right. And, but she had to wean herself down to that. So the way I was supporting her then is, like, she's still breastfeeding and having him at the boob, which is way, way easier and way more convenient. Um, but I still had to make sure like all the pop, uh, pump parts were clean, make sure that all the bottles were clean, make sure that the fridge had space. Um, if we were going to freeze it, uh, that the freezer had space and that we like organized it by date and stuff like that. So right. I think it's all, when I go back to the question of like, well, anyway, I'll come back to that. I want to say, like for our story, like the best way I could support Katie was was just making sure everything was ready when she needed it because it was stressful. I mean, we went through a lot of, of I mean, the pump wore out. We had to get, we had to go. We bought a second set of pumps so that she'd go to work if she when she went back to work. Like, it, I mean, it was it was pretty stressful, but it was we committed to it so for me it was how can i support her on this journey that that we have committed to right like right. instead of like hey we should give up hey we should switch it's like hey she really wants to do this my job is to support her and make sure that we get like it's as easy as possible to get to that point mm-hmm. what yeah. about you i want to hear i want to hear your feeding story with cora <laughs> so ours was very different um when we were at, Kayla actually started pumping before Cora was born. Oh, wow. So that way she could produce colostrum mm-hmm. right away. Um, so she was actually pumping bags of colostrum, which is, but if anybody out there doesn't know, it's before milk comes in, you, you produce colostrum, which is the basic nutrients a baby needs to give them the health to live until your milk comes in. It's like super um, protein rich. Yeah, yeah. So she was pumping that. So we had a few bags of that frozen. Um, so she's pumping ahead of time. And then uh, we had Cora, and the night that Cora was born, she was not latching at all. Or the morning that mm-hmm. Cora was born. Um, a lactation specialist came in and, like, really, like, marred up Kayla's boob the way that she was, like, roughhousing it, like, trying oh, to get God. Cora to, to latch. Like, it was bad. And eventually Cora did. And it was fine. She drank. Um, and this happened, you know, I would say a, maybe a month or two. Like, Cora was latching. Maybe not even a month or two. Cora was going about maybe a month, like, sort of latching, sort of not. Sort of latching, sort of not. Yeah. But Kayla was just pumping when she could and needed to. And, and you know, freezing bags. And we got to a point pretty quickly, I would say, where it was like, I, I was like, Kayla, I you're miserable like you're trying to fight so hard trying to get core to latch and i know you want to for and and people should try right like yeah. the bonding thing with the baby like the whole bonding experience try it give it a go but i was like it it's not working like and then i said let's just let's just do bottles right like let's just do bottles and then that way in the middle of the night i can feed cora she's Mm -hmm. not reliant on you you can just sleep you can sleep throughout the night and i can get up and feed her now that wasn't always the case because there's moments where i definitely didn't get up and kayla still got up and fed her but it was in a bottle um 
but Kayla did try like throughout the whole span of Cora breastfeeding. Um, I want to say it was probably four or five months. It could be lo- longer than that. Kayla would sure. tell me different if it was. Um, before she finally stopped and went to straight just pumping. But um, yeah, it was just like it made sense to us. Like she, she needed that help in the middle of the night. Just pump. Let's have that milk ready. And I can just bottle feed. And and it was, for us, that was easier. Because in the middle of the night, Kayla, I didn't have to worry about getting Kayla up and making yeah. sure Cora got to Kayla and everything like that. It just made more sense for me to get up, get Cora, get a bottle, get her on her yoga ball, and then put her back to sleep. And that was just what was easier for us. And that's not for everybody, you know. Like, for some people, they really do want to have that bonding experience with breastfeeding as long as they can. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I, th- I think it, the the nail on the head is like every experience is going to be different. Have a plan yeah. going in, right? Talk about it. Have the plan going in. Um, but uh, I use this a lot with Katie um, and life in general is I had a business school professor that used to tell me like, God hates plans, but you have to make them anyway. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, that's ridiculous. Why would I make them if they're just going to get blown up? But <laughs> it is, it is, a, it actually probably the best some of the best like life advice i've gotten is like you have to make the plan and just understand that it's going to get blown up right make it first yeah. and then let it get blown up um because i think that's every every single person is going to be different every single experience is going to be different some people are going to really want to breastfeed and some people aren't and that's okay it's all right do whatever yeah. works for you exactly and and the ones that do want to breast breastfeed and it just isn't working like Know that that is not a fault on you in any way, and you are not a bad caregiver because of that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes the baby just won't do it, right? Like, yeah. the baby's just stubborn and just won't, and that's that's not at any fault to you in any way, and does not lower who you are because you're still like that caregiver and you're still there and you did this amazing thing. Just because you know, and and it sucks to say like just because you can't do that and. And it's not even you can't. It's just like maybe your baby won't. And some people don't produce milk as well as others. Sure. Um, but, you know, giving that that go is still an effort of proving that you're just as amazing of a caregiver as you can be. And, and again, sometimes that baby doesn't do it. Cora just wouldn't do it. So we were just like, the ba- Cora needs nutrition. Let's just bottle feed and, and move on. And, uh, and that's what we did. So it was just, that was just our route. Yeah. And I want to wrap it all up. You know, I think the best ways a, a dad can help the mom is to be supportive and, and mm-hmm. feeding the baby, helping them sleep. Uh, just be supportive. You know, yeah, they're going to like Katie is, it was super, super hell bent on that. We were going to get him to rest Right. And uh, so we did it. And for me, my job was to, was to, to, get her there as much as I can. Right. Um, and, and we got there and it, and it worked out and it was great. Um, but it took, it took a lot of hard nights and took, but it, it's different for everybody. And again, the best thing you can do is just, just be there, just be there for your partner. You know, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that's, that's really like in it. One of the greatest is literally just being there to support and like following their lead almost on on what they Mm -hmm. want to do and just making sure that that you're there to help in any way yeah and remember they don't have all the answers either sometimes i get caught up in like asking katie like well what do you think we should do and 
it's it's too much of of assuming that they know what's you know what the answer is and sometimes about finding the answer together you know this is a yeah. this is a journey together so you're going to be doing it uh you're both going to be finding answers and looking for answers and uh it's going to be great so yeah it, it will be and and the last thing i would say is even if you are primarily breastfeeding always have some milk on hand just in case those moments where mom's gone or caregiver's gone and you need to and you're you're left with a baby you at least have something on hand just yep. in case <laughs> and the last thing i'll say on that is once you have extra milk and you're done breastfeeding and you're not using that milk anymore donate it to somebody in need donate it donate to somebody Definitely. in need there's too many people out there that want breast milk that can't produce it or maybe it's a grandmother taking care of a mom's baby because a mom can't or whatever it is and they want milk and they need it so save it freeze it donate it people absolutely. people need it so absolutely all right joe this was great this was good let's wrap this up and get out of here let's let's wrap let's wrap it up um so before we wrap it up uh i know you probably all love hearing us talk uh you might be getting a little bit more of us in the near future a little bit um, just a little bit more a little just bit. a little bit a little bit more if you don't uh enjoy our long conversations about dad stuff um maybe you'll enjoy little mooj booses of uh <laughs> that was fancy damn joe you fancy you. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, a little a little taste of of joe and jared we're, th- we're pretty soon we're going to be releasing a couple mini episodes um every week just uh doing quick little check-ins maybe talking about some beers or dinners that we we're gonna compare um just just small little little tastes of joe and jared yeah we're really excited about this i think it'll be uh joe and i have wanted to add a little second episode to the feed for a while um and we're trying we were trying to figure out what the best way to to get that in uh to give you guys a little extra content to get joe and i talking a little bit more and mainly because what you guys don't see is before joe and i hit that record button and put this out we sit down and talk about what beer we're drinking that night for i don't know maybe 20 minutes before we even press the record button it's ridiculous joe and i talk to each other way too much um and so we were like hey why don't we like just have a little dad talks let's just have a little dad talks we'll just talk about beer food or you know i'll lecture joe on the reasons that the run game first in football is more important than a pass first offense even though the pass first <laughs> offense seems more efficient so we'll just sit down and we'll have little conversations like that nice and easy yeah so so be on the lookout for that coming soon um very very soon but uh but thank you all so much for listening and and tuning in to big dad energy we really appreciate it uh every listen that we get is great if you haven't already please review us subscribe to us um definitely at the very least give us a give us a review on itunes spotify wherever you're at um because that helps us out a lot um and we want to thank the planet ant podcast network for having us on if you haven't already go check out what they have uh there's a lot of great shows on there jared and i were just on an episode of best song ever uh last week where we talked about dad rock and and what is dad rock and we and we narrowed down a pretty good song to flip some burgers to that every dad will rock out to Um, definitely go definitely definitely go give big song or best song big song ever best song ever (laughs) it's called best song ever 
go give best song ever a listen uh it's done by our, our buddies luke and and kevin so they do uh they do a really great job and of course joe and i were on so they have great taste and guests exactly exactly so so definitely check out planet ant planet ant podcast network there's a lot going on there a lot of different shows um but thanks. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on social media. I can't believe you're listening to this. You haven't yet. Just go, just go toss a follow. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we we're doing a ton on Instagram. Uh, Twitter is I'm I'm trying, guys. I'm doing my best. I'm doing yeah. my best. Um, but Instagram's going going great. We're uh, we're putting stories. We're probably gonna do another uh, takeover. Either Joe or I are gonna take over for the weekend. Do another day in the life here pretty soon. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, you can always also find us on Facebook. Just look up Big Dad Energy, and you'll uh, you'll find us. So thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate everything. You guys are fantastic. One last time, I'm Jared Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. And remember, click your tongs twice before you use them. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.